Professional wrestling has a brand new home where you can watch top tier action for free. Defy, enjoy, PCW Ultra, and more. Remix launches June 19th at Remix.tv. Then join us Thursday, June 22nd for the Remix World premiere of Defy Your Nightmare when the prodigy Nick Wayne defends the Defy World Championship against Kenta. And it's all free. Your new destination for the very best professional wrestling. Remix.tv, where we watch wrestling. It's the Defiant Ones backstage here at Washington Hall. He just literally got out of the ring, and he was victorious, man. He is the bounty hunter Brian Keith from Houston, Texas, man. Welcome to Washington Hall. Welcome to Defy, dude. Thank you for having me, dog. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. Been waiting to work with Defy for a long, long, long time. And, yeah. Uh, to collect the bounty on my first debut here is, uh, means a lot to me. That's nice, for sure. man. Yeah, hell yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about, you know, like this Swisher House actual, like, because I, I talked with you, uh, you know, about a year ago down in Tacoma, and and there's some legitimacy to it. You're not just claiming. Like, you are friends with Paul Wall, or yeah? <laughs> I ain't got it like that. I'm more okay, like friends okay. with uh, G-Daz. Okay, my, okay, you know, okay. I wouldn't say, uh He's my homie. Sure, uh, sure, I, sure. For sure. But I've I met Paul Wall, yeah. met Mike Jones, met Slim Thug, those guys. But um, my connection is G-Dash, yeah. the guy who owns half of Swisher House. That's so, cool, like, man. Uh, at first, people thought I was lying. You know, People just thought I was out here just claiming being sponsored by Swisher House. And then, I, you know, of course, I tag them in everything I post. Mm -hmm. And just people started seeing that you know, they would re-tag me yeah. and post things for me and, you know, just back the the sponsoring of it yeah. all and you know lo and behold here i am sponsored only athlete ever sponsored by swisher house and uh that's so badass i'm putting on for the city man absolutely putting on for the state oh man i love it man you gotta get one of those paul wall grills I, bro honestly that's that's like that and the swisher house chain that's what i need oh, you know? that'd be so cool yeah, heck yeah uh, maybe i'll do uh do a tour of japan and when i come back that'll be my Welcome home gift. Absolutely, know? man. <laughs> Absolutely. So t tell me a little bit about growing up in Houston. What was the wrestling scene like? Uh, you know, was there a, a wrestling scene in Houston when you were growing up? Yeah. So initially, uh, I started liking wrestling when I was like 10 years old. Yeah. And um, I wasn't really going to independent shows, mm -hmm. but I was going to like WWE events and things yeah. like that. My first actual independent wrestling event I went to was PWA at the time. It was Booker T's. It yeah. Was, came out of a Raw. And they flyered, you know, locals would come through yeah. and flyer the whole yeah. place. So it was a PWA flyer. I went and was like, well, Booker T's got a promotion in Texas. That's awesome. And I went to it. And literally, um, it's a funny story about me going there. Me and my homie that I still, to this day, uh, Javier Vega out of Reality Wrestling in yeah. Texas. Me and him were 14 years old. And at the time, his parents allowed for him to drive. But my parents didn't know I was with him sure. when he would drive. Yeah. So he took his parents' van. Okay. We went to, At 14? At 14 years okay. old, dog. Okay. <laughs> <We're rocking. laughs> we like that in Texas, dog. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, took it at 14 with their permission, of course. Yeah. Uh, we drove out there to Pasadena, and we saw the show. Yeah. So excited for the show that the um left the lights on in the van, and it was <sighs> pouring rain. When we got back to the van, the car, the van was dead. Yeah. So we had to wait for our parents to come pick us oh, up. Oh no! And uh, who was there to help us out? 
Booker T. He was doing autographs wow. at, the last, at the end of the show. So he like pulled us to the side and was like, you know, you guys need some help. I'll get you jumper cables, hooked us up. And then um, we were like, you know, one day we'll come back and we'll wrestle for you. Wow. And here we are. Like, I'm, I'm one of the head trainers there at Reality of Wrestling really? in Texas City. Yep. So yep. tell me about what's Booker T like, man? What's it like working for that man, guy? Because he's T. like a legit legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, and he's a Texas dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, man. Uh, it's like having a really cool uncle that's just like, you know, Exactly what you just said right yeah. now. Legend, uh, two time Hall of Famer. Man, literally give the shirt off his back for you. That's and awesome. It, it, the next day, rock out some stadium, like, you Hell know, yeah. selling it out. So yeah. it's like, it's definitely a great role model to have to see, like, you know, the person that I need to be to mm -hmm. make it to that level. It's, it's a blessing to be around him. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Peter Rosenberg. Uh, he was he was talking about for, for it was a WWE uh, podcast, but he was talking about going to a boxing match with Booker T. Mm -hmm. And he said how cool it is to hang out with Booker T. Because everyone yeah. is just like, oh shit, is that Booker T? Everybody. Like just like you just walk around with him and you just feel really cool. Yeah, yeah. You're like I'm with Booker T, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You automatically get like this like stride to yep. you when you walk. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, yeah, I'm with Book. Yeah, we chilling. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I'm the yeah. third Harlem Heat member. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We all out here, man. But I I love him, man. He's he's uh he's definitely a great role model to have. That's awesome. A guy that's just like you know, anytime any of us need anything in life, we can go to him yeah. and Charmel, and they'll just you know, get like I said, shirt yeah. off the back, you know, just to anybody, man. Anybody who's definitely around and uh, we've been I've been with Booker for a long time, yeah. so it's like you know we've been through the ups and downs of the whole company, mm -hmm. and they definitely just make sure they that they, they show their appreciation for the guys and girls there. So. That's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, your fandom started with you know the WWE stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, what started your fandom? Do you remember the first time you like caught a glimpse of wrestling? Or? I do, man. It was my uncle. He put on one of those uh, WWF Coliseum videos, yep, VHS, yep, old school, and it was Undertaker came out with the Vulture. It was interesting. Oh yeah, Vulture. and yeah. I don't I don't remember what show it was, what pay per view it was, because it was just like a Coliseum highlight video mm -hmm. but that image stuck with me in my head and i yeah. was like i want to be that guy yeah like, i just didn't know what wrestling was but mm -hmm. i wanted to be that dude scary looking dude yep. coming out with the vulture and like yep. it's almost crazy to see like the character guy who i am now is very reminiscent of you know undertaker style absolutely like, you know i like to have those parallels you know? he's from yep. texas you got the hat i'm from texas exactly yep. the whole eye roll thing everything is a tribute to taker everything the pants nice uh, dude. Uh, everything man but it's a it's a mix of everything i'm mm -hmm. a big fan of japanese professional wrestling yeah uh big fan of spaghetti westerns my yeah. dad loves spaghetti westerns uh cool so you know i just kind of meld all it all together yeah man. mixed with the with h-town culture of it too. all exactly yep. Yep. yeah you yep. pour a little lean in there and that's brian keith okay dog. okay <laughs> So I'm not gonna ask you about you know if you've ever done lean oh, or whatever, yeah, uh, but uh, not at all, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's amazing though. Yeah, you heard it's. Amazing. I heard it's delicious. So, uh, DJ Screw, you ever been to his record store? Man, no, I haven't. Man, it's crazy that I've been to Texas that long and yeah. I've never been. Uh, I'm I'm actually from the north side of okay. Houston, so it's a different. So that's the okay. south side. Oh, thing. Okay, okay. So DJ sure. Screw is like you know screwed up click SEC yep. and switch, so house, switch is house. Side oh, okay, thing. okay. So, but me, bro, I'm like. I never had that divide because I was too young anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, me, I was appreciating it all. Yep. Like, there would be no Switch House if there was no DJ Screw. Sure. So it was like, I have to, I got to pay homage, you know? Mm -hmm. And plus, it's like, you can't deny it, man. Those screw types come on and yeah. you're chilling, bro. It's like, that's the perfect, it puts you on the perfect wavelength, man. Nice. So it's like, you know, I just, I, I appreciate it all. I appreciate it, definitely. You know? So we know about uh, your 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 first foray into, like, becoming a wrestling fan. What, what got you into hip-hop as a kid? That was, was just automatic. Family? That was, was ingrained, yeah. like awesome. since birth. You know, yeah. my my family, my sisters before me. You know, just my cousins, stuff like that. Just that was automatic. You know, watching TV stuff like that. Top five Houston rappers. 
Oh, man. Top five Houston rappers, man. And I'm putting you on the spot, man. I'm going to just say Texas. Let's just go okay, Texas. Texas. Let's rap. go like, okay. and mm-hmm. I'm not even going to put them like in an order. Let's not even go sure, order. Sure. We're just going to throw them out there. I'm going to yeah. go zero. Um, I, I'm going to go zero. Paul Wall. Okay. I'll put Slim Thug out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, see, I can't even go top five. I, I kind of want to take Slim Thug back because I okay. want to put somebody okay. older in okay. there. But I, I go Lil Kiki. I love Lil Kiki. Okay. My favorite artist of all time though is Pimp C. Okay, yeah, Pimp C is like yeah. from Port Arthur, Texas. Yeah. That's why I included Texas. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, yeah. I can't just go Houston. I got to throw yeah. Texas as a whole in there. So like, Pimp C is my number one. Everybody else, you know, I, I, everybody else is really cool. Big mm-hmm. Hawk, you know, freaking. I put you on the spot, man. I put you on I, the spot. So. I, I, I can't pick. Honestly, I can't pick. I w- if I'd say my number one, though, is Pimp C. Pimp C is, like, top of the top, you know. He, so we know that, obviously, wrestling get ingrained in you. You're a wrestler now. Did mm-hmm. you ever try to rap? Bro, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, a Houston thing. Like, that's, like, a staple, you know. Like, we're in the car, and, like, we're stuck in traffic. It's yeah. a shitload of traffic in yeah. Texas. So everybody's always freestyling. We're at parties. Everybody's always yeah. freestyling, you know. It's like a Houston thing to do is just yep. freestyle with the homies and kick it. So, mm-hmm. like, in my backyard, uh, in my garage, me and my homies would come over after school and yep. we'd watch some wrestling in there. We'd, you know, do some extracurricular activities, you know, follow sure. some paperwork yes, and yes, such yes, like yes, that. Yes, yes. And uh, then, you know, we'd uh, hit the mic a little mm-hmm. bit. So, you know, there's a couple of mixtapes out there with nice. young Brian Keith on the mic. Nice. You know, that, okay. You know, uh, that wasn't my my name then, but, you know, my name yeah. was, yeah. Uh, was what was your rap name? I, I, I can't say look, it. Okay, because it, it's out there. It was okay. explicit. Okay. It was okay. explicit. Very explicit. Nice. Name, <laughs> so not for not for kids. Not for TV. Not, not for, for TV. TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love the kids, man. I can't. Work. I can't influence. You know, <laughs> can't throw them influences out there. But if you if you see me in private, ask me. I'll let you know. I'll let you know after this. All right, I'll sounds good, know. man. I'll look it up. Uh, so when did you like think like I could actually be a wrestler? You know, were, was it when you were fourteen and watching that yeah, indie man, stuff? Man, it or? was like honestly, it was ten years old. Uh, I went to a career day for my school. Yeah. They asked me what I wanted to be, and literally, like, you know, I was fresh off of seeing The Undertaker stuff, and I was mm-hmm. like, this is what I want. I told them I wanted to be a professional wrestler, and the people at school was like, man, um, it's funny that you say that because nobody's picked that the whole day, and we have a championship here. They had, like, a toy WWF yeah. tag team championship. Yeah. They threw up a background of, like, Macho Man, like a WCW yeah. entrance of Macho Man, and I, like, took a picture with the Rock's eyebrow. Amazing. And it's, like, a, a picture I still have in my house. It says, when I grow up, I want to be a professional wrestler. That's I'm so cool. Brian Keith, 10 years old. When I grow up, I want to be a professional wrestler. That's so, amazing. Like, I just stuck to it from there, man. They gave me, like, a, a pamphlet that was, like, fitness stuff to, like, yeah keep up with it That's and things cool. I could do. And I like, thought you said that they were going to like laugh at you or something, but they what, actually encouraged what, you. Well, they did a little bit. Some people did, especially because like my parents, they were on my ass as far as grades go. Sure, so so sure, I was like sure. straight A student mm-hmm. through like whole school. Yeah. And uh, I just remember teachers and my counselors being like, man, you got to do something better with your life than wrestling. Like you could go anywhere, full ride, whatever you yeah. want to do. And I'm like, that's not what sets my heart on fire. It's not what sets yeah. my soul on fire. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I think about is professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. God's just ingrained it in my brain, and that's just what it is. Yep. But, you know, I like to think he does that specifically to certain people. Mm-hmm. And when you don't answer that call, and it's kind of disrespect, you know? So yeah. it's like I'm just I'm riding the wave. He's put it in my head since 10 years old, yep. and apparently this is the plan because here I am, 32, still rocking it. So Absolutely, man. Yeah. And, and you made your de- Defy debut tonight. Yeah. They loved you. Yeah, and amazing. what was that like being in this, you know, in such an electric, uh, you know, Washington Hall? What was it's it like for you, man? Phenomenal, man. Yeah. Ravenous fans. They they wanted me to 
just destroy Rivers, man. Yes. It, literally. It was blood already in the ring before yep. I got in there, yeah. but they wanted more. Yeah. They literally wanted more. And that's how I like it, man. I like it because I come all the way from Texas here to collect the bounty, man, to whoop some ass. And uh, when the fans give off that same energy, it does something to me. And when it does something to me, it does something to them. So, you know. Awesome. Uh, Emerald Tiger Driver later, and we uh taking a bounty right back to Texas, man. Where'd you get the bounty hunter name from, man? What inspired that? Uh, it's a little bit of two people. Um, my dad. Yeah. Big fan of spaghetti westerns. He yeah. loves uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, mm-hmm. Good, Bad, and Ugly, all that, Few Dollars More trilogies and all that. Yeah. And then Booker T. Whenever I first got there, he was like, have you ever seen, because at first I was doing like just a cowboy. You know, mm-hmm. I'm from Texas. Yeah. Come out with the hat, little yep. uh, lumberjack. Yeah. Button down, stuff like that. He was like, man, have you ever seen The Rifleman? And I was like, nah, i never seen it. It's an old show. Yeah. He's got Sammy Davis Jr. as a bounty hunter. And he was like, I want you to be Sammy Davis Jr., straight bounty hunter. So I, I took that, excuse me, and I, I kind of did it literally at first. I was like, exact same character, everything. But as it started progressing more and more, I just started making it more me. And yeah. just more something that I'm more comfortable with, mixed with different influences that I enjoy, like yeah. the Japanese professional wrestling style awesome. of it all and stuff. So it's like, uh, it's honestly became like a whole just thing of its own, man. I'm, I'm blessed. And, uh, it's been great to just be able to express myself creatively and freely, you know. So tell me about your love of Japanese wrestling, man. I when did love you? It, when brother. did you? You know, get influenced by that? Is it Noah, All Japan, New Japan? What? It, it what, started what hit with. You? Uh, I tell you, it was. So initially, I was like a WWF kid. Yep. Never really watched WCW or anything like that. I was in watching WWF a lot, but then once I turned like 14, 15, started going to high school, junior high school. That's whenever like YouTube, you know, was out and stuff like that. And then I remember seeing. We're hearing about Brian Danielson and Ring of Honor. Uh, Learned about Ring yes, of Honor. Yes. Saw Brian Danielson. I was like, man, Brian Danielson is like my and he favorite opens wrestler up a of whole all new time. World. And that's what happened. I yep. saw him wrestle Jushin Liger. And I'm like, mm. who is this Power Ranger looking dude right here, yeah, dog? Yeah. Did my research and found out who he was. And then that just literally finding out Jushin Liger opened up my mind to so many different Japanese that's professional so cool, wrestlers. Man. I have Jushin Liger tattooed on wow. my head. Wow. That's literally awesome. Literally because of that. That's He's cool. so like iconic as far as yeah. like my love for Japanese yeah. professional wrestling. And uh, he's what started it. So it was like Jushin Liger and then watching him and then seeing his stuff in Noah. I didn't know. At the time, I didn't know he was a New Japan guy because okay. like, that was like the footage that I saw of Jushin Liger was him and Noah. Mm-hmm. So I'm finding out about Noah, but then I started finding out that Noah wasn't wouldn't be around if it wasn't for All Japan. So yep. then I go back and start watching some All Japan, yep. hearing about the uh, Four Pillars of Heaven and all yep. that and stuff and Giant Baba and Jumbo Saruta and stuff like that. And then... Finding out that actually Ricky Dozan was the one who trained Giant Baba and Antonio Inoki, and then yeah. them two split up, and then one created New Japan, the other created All Japan, and bro, it's like what a cool history, right? It's amazing, man. Yeah. It's really amazing. And when you sit back and you look at it, it it's honestly it shows why Japanese professional wrestling is literally number one when it comes to just storytelling, pageantry, yeah. everything that it takes for just professional wrestling. I think Japanese professional wrestling is number one. So I know Defy was a goal for you. Yes, definitely. we're talking about Japanese wrestling. Yes. Is that number one goal for you right now? Yes, go to Japan yes, and wrestle. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I I, I want to be like the days back in the day where you saw all the Gaijin, Stan Hansen's, Terry Funk's, yeah, Vader, Vader, those yeah. Gaijin's that went over, did their thing, stated their claim, and then Scott came back Norton, over to the yeah, U.S. Yeah, and yeah. did it. That's exact same path is where I'd like to walk you come home you're kind of like you can have a normal life and then you go to Japan and you're like a big star and you're just a badass yeah Yeah. I love it man Ribera jackets and everything I'm trying to go to Totocon and just pop some tags bro I I can't wait that's amazing I ain't got nothing lined up but it's a dream I'm collecting bounties 
Yeah. Everywhere I go. So it's about a matter of time until I, you know, go to the land of the rising sun and collect some over there, man. Amazing, dude. So, okay. So uh, just a couple more questions for you, man. Yeah. If you had, if money was not an issue yeah. and you had your uh, availability to, to choose any musician ever to write a custom theme song for you, who would it be? Like alive or dead or uh, alive? Yeah, dead or alive, man. Jimi Hendrix. Jim- okay, Jimi right? Hendrix is like my. He went to high school right down the street, what? dude. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. He played in this venue, Washington Hall. Jimi Hendrix played in this venue back in the day. It's a historic Washington Hall. They it has historic. That's uh, why it felt so good. Yeah, here, bro. man. Jimi Hendrix, that vibe, dude. Dog. Yeah, I love places like that. I wrestle in like uh, um. First Avenue in Minnesota. With Prince. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you can yeah. feel it. You yeah. can feel that there were just people there before yeah. you that were the same star quality, man. Yeah. And I like to think that, like, God created me just He's like looking he down, them, man. man. You know, so it's like I put on my pants just like them. I could be great just like Hell them, yeah, man. dude. So, so Jimi Hendrix. It'd be Jimi right. Hendrix, man. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix is like my one of my favorite artists of all time. Hell yeah. I love him, man. So you are a dad. You yes. have some kids. Yes. You have a kid or kids? Yeah, yeah, I got kids. Kids. Kids, several, yeah. What do they think of dad's wrestling? Uh, they don't really like it too okay, much. Okay, fair yeah, enough, yeah, fair they enough. Like they, they don't like seeing me get hurt. Yeah, yeah. But I well, tell them I go to work. It's, it's me going to work, you know. Uh, my dad uh, my dad did a good job of the job that he had. I'm sure he didn't want to do that when he grew up. It wasn't yeah. the job that he, yeah. that he wanted for himself, but he went to work every single day like it was. Yeah. And that just is so ingrained in my mind that I'm blessed to do what it is that I love yep. since I was a kid and be able to work as hard as my dad did. Hell yeah. So I'm just, you know, I just think of him every single time, man. I got to do it for my family. So Right on, man. Uh-huh. Last question for you. We, we ask this to everyone, and it's wrestling or non-wrestling related, but pick a scar on your body. Show us, if you can, to the camera, yeah. but at least tell us the story of how you got this scar. Man. <sighs> man, I, you probably can't even see it no more, bro. Oh, we well, got what? some here. No, 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 no. Well, that's all from wrestling. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, that's, okay. There's no telling where all those came from. But there's a little hole. So this one came from like me. Show the camera. This one came from me playing. It's like right almost on my veins. It's actually kind of weird. It's kind of crazy. But this one came from me playing with one of my homies running around a car. And I slipped and uh, slipped my arm on the license plate. Damn. And was bleeding like a mug. But literally, that's not the scar I wanted to talk about. The scar that I really wanted to talk about is like, Two little holes like above here, you can't really see because it it's in my in my hair. Okay, but it's two holes here. Got them on the same day that I got this one, but the two holes here are from slap boxing a cat. Uh. <laughs> Literally, my uh, my homie in, in Texas, the same homie that I was running around the car to yeah. split my arm. We were just chilling the day before, and he has like has so many cats outside his house, dog, yeah. like just everywhere. And there's this one cat, that's just like a mean cat, bro. And like he was just sitting there, just looking crazy. And one day I was just like messing with him, you know, yeah. like slap boxing in Houston is like how we like fight each other. You know, it's nothing to do to pass the day. It's yeah, hot as hell. Yeah. You're yeah. with your homies. Sometimes you get a little aggravated and you call somebody out. You're like, bro, me and you, slap box. You know, it's, it's pretty much you fighting the guy, but only open hand palm yeah, strikes, yeah. you know, to body, face, any of that. Sure. So I was doing that with this cat, you know, just like smacking him a little bit, smacking him a little bit. And he smacked back. Bro, He the thing was, I was just playing. I look over to my homie and he's like, bro, you better leave that cat alone. And I'm like, <laughs> man, forget this cat as soon as I say that. Wow, scratch me right on my, my You remember arm, that now. Yeah, and literally, yeah. I remember it because I looked at it, and I had two holes in my arm, <laughs> and I could see it to the white. And I was like, man, I, and I've never, this never happened to me before. Yeah. I've never seen, yeah. like, my skin to the white meat. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, a couple seconds later, it just starts bleeding just straight oh. out of the thing. So, yeah, that's that's one that I remember the most yeah. is me just slap boxing this cat, slap and he gave it right back man. to me, man. Yeah. 
You, you didn't mess with that cat again. Nah, not no nah. more, man. I didn't, man. He earned nice. his respect that day, man. Bounty Hunter, Brian Keith, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you, bro. Defiant Ones. Let's bring him back. Yes, sir. Right back to me.